Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 261, recorded live on January 2nd, 2020. On tonight's episode, we're going to talk about our game of the year for 2019, as well as your game of the year that you voted on. It's all your fault. You did this. Jesse, cue the music. Hey, what's up, everybody? That sweet, sweet sound it means it's once again time for Nintendo Dads. I am Marty Estes, and I am surrounded tonight by two of the finest gentlemen ever to walk this planet. It's fantastic to be back on the show. Say hi, Jesse Waldeck. Greetings. It's, uh, You're supposed to say hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not used to not working as long this long, and... Even in the past, even when I've taken taken a week off, it I was still kind of half working, just keep, or keeping an eye on things. But this this time, I really haven't had to. You know, no one's texted me or paged me with "We need you on a call now to figure something out." So nice. And, and it's, it's probably been three years since I've taken two weeks, two full weeks off in a row. So this you just, know what? It'll be weird next week on Monday when I go back to work. You know what? You deserve it treat yourself i have been you I've, deserve I've, it you deserve I've been, it i've been you know, i'll talk about what i've been playing later uh, but if you've watched my twitter y- y'all know what i've been playing right <laughs> and you've you thanks to that off time you've been able to put some significant hours into that game and speaking of significant hours all the way from minnesota it's tim off <laughs> I'm just going to ignore you. I'm just going to ignore you. No. <laughs> you can't ignore me, Tim. I mean, <laughs> so, did you see my hat today? I got I a new hat it. for Christmas. It's a Boo from Super Mario Brothers hat. Is that where that's from? Yes. The, the, the Boo, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, but I do. I, I, like, you always have the most stylish hats. You're like the Batman of hats. Is the background using pixel art, or is it more hand-drawn art? It is all hand-drawn, I believe. Okay. So. Dude, that is so super cool. Um, Try to get it closer. Uh, the only thing I go. got, the only thing I got, video game related for Christmas, was a uh, Mega Man blind box vinyl toy. It ended up being base and some Nintendo socks. That's okay. Hey, that's better than nothing, right? Because right, right before Christmas, I bought uh, Jedi Fallen Order for myself, so I can't, can't complain. Yes. Can I talk about that game? Is, is that yes. Allowed? Yes. Is it allowed can. to mention that game on a Nintendo show? Sure it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, guys, tonight on this episode, we've got our game of the year, uh, as well as game of each quarter, as well as our honorable mentions and biggest Nintendo disappointment for the year. But before we can get into that and your winner that you voted on for our game of the year, we need to get into the news. So let's do that, shall we? You know what? I lied. There's no news this week. Nothing. Just a couple of rumors about GameStop skews and <laughs> games maybe or maybe not being rated for the Switch in Spain and New Zealand. 
Uh, we're just not going to cover those rumors right now. You know what? Here's what I believe. I believe that by the by the time we record our third episode in January, we'll have had a Nintendo Direct. How about that? Sounds reasonable. Thank I you. I, 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 I think it was that. around near. Uh, I, I think it was around second week of January when we had it last year. Yep. New GameStop SKUs does indicate that uh, Nintendo Direct is possibly coming, but uh, like that's trying to like read smoke signals in the sky, guys. It, it maybe it's out there, maybe it's not. Stay off 4chan. Don't read the rumors and spoilers. Just let yourself enjoy it when it gets here. Aren't you right? supposed to stay off that anyways? Yeah, you really should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, our news, our no news this week is brought to us by you. Over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, uh, starting at a dollar a month, you can get access to even more Nintendo Dads content than what's right here on the podcast, including Monthly Mayhem. Tim, tell us about Monthly Mayhem for the month of January. It's a it's a month full of mayhem. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to pay for it. No, it's a, uh, it's a great program that we have two awesome dads put together and run for us uh the blanc and drew or john and drew over in our discord um i love they, how the has just kind of become his name yes the blanc they've put together some great monthly mayhems for us for quite a while now for several months now where uh our community can have some fun com- and and compete for an eShop card and even a um, get a draw get into a drawing for another eShop card. Yeah, and we've had several winners doing that, and which I hope they have enjoyed their winnings and bought some cool games with. And we actually, I think we had a break, sort of a break during the holidays, but we did. recently they just launched a new one. A uh, new video on YouTube talking about our latest monthly mayhem for January 2020. Which is... Ring Fit. Yes. <laughs> it's Ring Fit. And it's... I haven't touched it yet, so I need to get it. I, probably on this weekend, I'll well, probably jump let me in. just it. tell you. Same, same here. I touched it two days ago. Yeah, I saw that picture. I, yeah, I saw your Facebook I, picture. It looks like you were ready to I've die. I've been walking like C-3PO for the last two days. <laughs> Uh, I came down uh, earlier. uh, I came down a ramp at uh, my office and I thought I was going to go through the wall because I couldn't stop myself. (laughs) My, uh, my thighs hurt so bad because I did it the first day and I did the whole thing. Like I did a level one, like world one. Yeah. And then I did, uh, and, and like I woke up the next day and I was tore up. Like I was, as they say, tore up from the floor up. Like I was, I mean, if I push on my thighs, it hurts. Uh, And so like, I was like, I'm really hurting. And somebody, one of my friends was like, well, you know, you just got to power through it. You just, those first couple of days, you just got to power through it. And so I decided to do it the second day and try to do world two. And it was like, there's a setting on there. It's like, how did you think your, your workout was the first day? Easy or I'd like a little bit more challenge or something. Well, I didn't want to say it was easy, right? Oh, so I put a little bit more challenge and it bumped me up in the game four levels. 
for a little bit more challenge, yeah, I had to quit after like eight minutes. I could not do it anymore. Uh, and I have not touched it today. And I'm hoping that when I, like I, it is hard for me to get up from a chair. That's, that's how bad it is. So kids, <laughs> listen out there, take it easy. Do your stretching. Don't dive in like old Uncle Marty did. Because now I really do feel like an old man. But it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to try it so out. So there's that. And there's like a little side challenge this month as well. Right? Yes. Yeah, I, th I think they're going to start having a side challenge for those who don't want to, don't have or don't want to participate in the main game. The, yep. the, si the side challenge is Super Punch Out from the Super Nintendo uh, NES online. Yes. One of my favorite games. I don't remember the exact point systems, but it's like two points for every uh, every per the boxer you defeat. If you beat the game, it's 25 total. One point and for every fighter defeated, 25 points for point. beating okay. the game. Yeah, yep. and, then, and that, that is instead of Ring Fit. And what you have to do in Ring Fit is the, the mini-games. I think there are 12 of them. Yes. And even if you tank on all of them, but you turn in some sort of score, you'll get at least two points each. So you can get 24 points for being lousy which is one point less than being really good at the other game. So yep. wait, yeah. pick and, so there's a, pick there's and a choose. There's a reward there. Yep. Absolutely. So that's Monthly Mayhem. You can find that over in our Discord server. You can be part of that Discord server for as little as a dollar a month. And we want to say a huge thanks to our newest patron, Benjamin Courtlever, uh, and others for being over there. And I'm sorry, I don't have that in front of me. We will mention you on the next show I'm a bad host. Today's been a long day. Uh, but without further ado, let's dive into I think our Frank discussion. Was the other guy. What? Frank. Super Frank, Frank Tendo. Super Frank Tendo. That's it. We're <laughs> thankful for Super Frank Tendo and Benjamin Courtlever. Let's dive into this discussion about the 2019 game of the year. All right, so the way that we're going to do this is we're going to break it down into two sections. We're going to talk about uh, Game of the Year, your vote for Game of the Year here at the very end of this segment. But before we do that, we are going to talk about our Nintendo Year in Review. If you participated in our Game of the Year vote, you know that we began uh, just a few weeks ago with this where you got to vote on games from each month which then narrowed down to games for each quarter, which then narrowed down to games, uh, uh, all of those gaming or games for the quarter against each other for game of the year. And we're going to reveal that winner at the end. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our favorite games for winter, spring, summer, and fall 2019, as well as our honorable mentions and our dishonorable mention or our most disappointing Nintendo game or moment for 2019. So we're going to do this round robin style, just going around the table here, just kind of around the horn. And so Jesse, let's start with you because you said, interestingly enough, before the show got started that out of the first three months of 2019, 
There was only one game you cared about. Well, yeah. Well, I think I said it last week. Um, most of the games that were talked about in the, the listener discussion are games that I either haven't played or didn't like. Um, yes. So, my, as usual, my list is going to be completely different than everyone else's list. And so, you know, I, I looked through previous show notes throughout the year to see what I, to remind myself what I played. And in three out of the four quarters, there's only one game of note in that quarter that I liked, which could mean I played other games I didn't like, or a game I liked wasn't released in that quarter. It was released previously, so it can't count. So ultimately, it made, that's how I drilled down for my, my decisions for every quarter. Okay. So for so winter, your game for the winter quarter is Tetris ninety nine. All right, that's an interesting pick. As uh, I'm looking back at our viewer votes uh, for each season, and that did not even chart in the top three. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit of explanation here. Uh, I know you've already said it was the only one that really grabbed your attention, but. What about this game grabbed your attention enough to make it the tippy top? Well, when it was new, it was just, you know, it, the concept of a Battle Royale Tetris game was interesting to me. You know, I, I've Tetris has always had a multiplayer component, uh, you know, even you know, going back to pre-NES when it was on the, in the arcades. You know, you can always play, you can play two players and battle each other. So there's always been a little bit of a competition going on. But just adding 98 other com competitors was just... It, I wasn't expecting that to come. Uh, it dropped out of nowhere. And yes. Worked surprisingly well. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it was probably... Uh, some people may disagree with me when I say this, but I think that was Nintendo's biggest surprise of the year. I would because, probably agree Because it was... It was completely unexpected. There was absolutely no one who, before that day, said, you know what we need? We need Battle Royale Tetris. But then it dropped, and it took out, off like wildfire. And it's still extremely popular, I, I think. I mean, like, I still see people playing it. I still play it. Um, have, my question is, have you gotten a Tetris Maximus yet? No. <laughs> the best I've ever done no. was fourth place. And that was like within the first two weeks, and I haven't. Yeah, I barely get top ten. So, I'm happy when I can get a theme. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a couple of Tetris Maximuses, and they're not easy to get. Like I, I really think each time I've kind of stumbled into them. <laughs> but e I, I, either I, way, I, I think I got one once in team mode, but that doesn't really count. Because I was still well, knocked out in like 70th place and sat there and watched the rest of my team win. <laughs> and well, and team modes are a recently released thing. I mean, that's a that's a newer thing uh, for that. Uh, Tim, what about you? Your uh, your game of the winter is. Uh, so I kind of did mine a little bit differently too, where it was. Um, instead of doing honorable mentions at the end, just kind of encompassing all four quarters, I actually did an honorable mention for each of these quarters or seasons. So I'll mention my honorable mention first, which is, uh, will probably be a shocker for most, uh, unless you listen to how, what games I kind of play. And that is my honorable mention is super smash brothers ultimate. 
So is my it is my honorable mention because and not my top one because I'm not usually a multiplayer gamer where I go and play the games where you play with other people and and battle it out because I I don't get good enough to do that type of thing. So, but I enjoy that game enough. The the single player games I enjoyed, I, even playing the community games that we've done. Even though I got my butt whooped several times, I still love going in there and learning to play against people. Um, but my winter season one again will probably be an interesting pick for many. Would would be Travis Strikes Again. Wow. I picked that one for that season because I like hack and slash games. And some people, you know, I know Gary, he didn't like it too much because he, he felt it was repetitive um, and some other things. And I think he's got a review out for that game on YouTube. But uh, when I played it, I I enjoy not having to think too much and just going, sitting there button mashing and seeing how many combos I can do and how many people I can kill in, in, in those combos. So and I had a lot of fun with that game. So that's what I gave my winter 2019 season i gave wow. that game that was that game. a uh that was unseen I, like i did <laughs> not i did not see that one coming but hey fair rights i mean that's that's your thing yes um and just being fair though you're probably one of the few people who enjoyed that game so oh uh, yeah i recognize that yep and I and that, mean that's we we see that in the votes or that, even that's okay because that. I mean the 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 whole the whole idea of this is that there are going to be games that some people enjoy that others don't right right exactly and it helps hopefully see so people can see what kind of games I like too <laughs> yeah absolutely so my uh, game for winter 2019 uh, is Super Smash Brothers is this was a shoe in uh, I mean just looking at the the release, uh, the releases that followed that. I mean, there were some indie games I was really excited for, but no big first-party Nintendo games near the first of the year. Uh, once you got past New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which had nothing new um, in it at all, it was just a straight port over, uh, except for Peachette. I'm sorry, let me let me correct myself there. Peachette was the only, and the Super Crown were were pretty much the only new things. Um, Which the Smash Brothers still was more interested in a fan made character instead of that, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not even. We're going to just go ahead and and keep the train on the tracks. There, we're not going to derail <laughs> uh, this early. But I will say that like Smash Brothers is still a game that is in very heavy rotation at my house. A year later, uh, my son and I play it weekly. Uh, we we really enjoy this game, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, as far as you know, still being able to unlock uh, spirits and uh, a fifth DLC character on the way. So for me, I think this was the uh, the number one game of that quarter uh, by a long shot. And just going back and and refreshing uh, listeners' memory from last week's episode, it, it's the game that won this quarter by a long shot as well. Sixty nine percent of you uh, said that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was the game of the quarter, followed by um, Wargroove in second place at 24.1%, and then a small sliver of what was left going to New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which uh, I guess some people were experiencing that for the first time. So not a, not a bad game to release, and uh, but just not anything that lit the world on fire uh, there. 
so that's our winner. Let's move into the spring of 2019. Again, this is March, April, and May of 2019. Tim, we'll start with you on this one. What was your uh, honorable mention in your game of the quarter? Sure. So, again, I'm going against the grain here probably, but my honorable mention was Cuphead. Uh, I did have a lot of fun with that, and so did my kids, actually. We all had fun with it in the house, but um, it certainly was a frustrating game and something that I didn't complete uh, to this day. But I still I still plan on going back into it and hopefully trying again. Um, but my game actually was an update. It's actually a DLC because it actually got me to play this game more so because I didn't play it on the 3DS I got, or uh, the Wii U, sorry, or the 3DS when it came out there. But that is Captain's Toad, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker Special Edition DLC, which wow. came out around in that time frame in March. So because of that DLC, I played that game and uh, a lot and got to do the two-player stuff with my kids. And it was a lot of fun. So I put that as my my spring 2019 game. Cool. Yeah, that was another little, uh, you know, out of the blue thing. Did that get in, I, I want to say, did that get announced in a direct as well? And it was like, hey, it's available right now? Yeah, it was announced. Uh, you got to play the first uh, like level or something like that in the February uh, direct, but then all of the whole DLC released in March. Uh, That's 14th. right. That's right. It was about a month later. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, for me this month, uh, it was Cuphead uh, because it's a game that I had been longing to play uh, for a long time. I love the art style and the 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 just the visuals and the music of Cuphead uh, finished this game completely, 100%ed it, uh, loved it. Can't wait for the DLC to come out. Uh, my son also fell in love with this game. Had to have the Cuphead and Mugman plushes, and uh, just we, it's still like I still catch him playing it, you know. And it's it's not one that I can play co-op with him because like I'm such a perfectionist. I I don't want to. Like he distracts me, <laughs> but, uh, and I don't think I'll ever like bump up and play it on hard difficulty or anything, but I, I played it enough to beat the devil and get a hundred percent on that level on, of normal or whatever. Nice. And that's enough. It's enough for me. Um, just such a unique game. Uh, and I know it's one that's that like, fantastic. At, and it's like, Oh, Xbox had it for years. Well, it's a huge deal for it to be on switch. Right. Uh, to play that so, on the go is a huge deal. And I love playing that on the go. It's absolutely, completely, and totally 100% made for the Switch. Which, I mean, it's it's like it always was supposed to be there. So that's my spring 2019 game. Jesse, what about you? Yeah, Mine was uh, SteamWorld Quest. It's a, a game I, I had. I had a review copy of it, so I got it. I was able to play it a few days early. And... Uh, played through it and the, 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 I normally don't like card based games but this one I, I did enjoy and uh, and, pl- and played through it and I didn't I don't think I ever went back to it to see if what I missed but I, I still it, I still remember enjoying it and I knew when I was playing it I'm like okay this one I need to keep keep written keep in the back of my head as a game of the year contender because that's uh i knew i i enjoyed it that much 
which I never did write anything down. I've been telling myself this since the game, <laughs> that game came out in what April, and that's so yeah. I've been telling myself yeah. for six or nine months to write stuff down, and I never wrote down. So I need well, to at least you remember now, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll need to remember to do that for twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, and that is a fantastic game and one I still need to finish. Uh, it's on going on my big list of games I have to finish before I buy Animal Crossing. Uh, but And I think I'm about halfway through, so it shouldn't take me all that long. Uh, just as a, a mental refresher here, your votes for spring 2019 game of the year coming in at 58% Cuphead takes the cake there, followed uh, kind of closely by Yoshi's Crafted World, which released in March, and then in May 2019, the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, taking a small piece of the pie, and that was a fantastic little uh, release, too, as well, and I almost voted for that one, but I didn't. I voted for Cuphead uh, instead. So, going into summer 2019, um, my game of the summer was Astral Chain. I loved this game. I love everything about it. I love the story, the art, uh, the, the direction the game took, uh, just the combat. Everything about Astral Chain was fantastic. It's a, And the, it being a brand new IP from Nintendo and Platinum, I thought they nailed it. I really, really, really hope there's going to be a sequel. And with the rumor that it was maybe possibly supposed to be a trilogy, uh, it was it, it may happen. But if you've not played Astral Chain and you're a fan of like Bayonetta or uh, Devil May Cry or games like that, you owe it to yourself to play this game. Uh, there's a couple little things about it I don't really care for, like some of the controls and where they try to make it a platforming game when it doesn't really need to be. But other than that... Um, I loved Astral Chain enough to rate it higher than Super Mario Maker 2, which is a big deal if you know me. <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Yeah, my summer game was Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, another game that I had for review, and uh, I was I don't I was planning on playing something else, and that came in and that just kind of skewed my entire year. <laughs> so what I was, was planning on playing, I don't even remember what I was planning on playing in place of that, but so, but you know, I ended up playing it, but then that just pushed other things. So then, uh, I've talked about this several times on the show, but, uh, I think this was like a 60 hour game for me. I've put it, in over like the course of two weeks that I, I, I liked the story aspect where you go from different Island and each Island starts you with almost nothing. You have to start from ground zero with your components and you have to build everything up from scratch again. And th Wasn't that dragon quest one and two and three that you were going to play. And then those got pushed. Yeah. Which I did play one and never got around to playing two and three. Okay. Yeah. And, and then at the end of uh, of the story, then it opened up the sandbox mode, which I had no interest in because I just wanted the story part. And then, knowing how much I enjoyed that game, I did want to go back and play the original Dragon Quest Builders, which was released back in February 2018. And I did that in the beginning of this of December, and finished it 
just just before Christmas. Cool. They're just around Christmas time. Uh, I don't awesome. see the, the Dragon Quest Builders one was about forty hours. It says over forty hours in my profile, so less than forty five. And I think Dragon Quest Builders two was more like sixty five to seventy. Well, more beefy of a game. Uh, Tim, what yep. about you? Your honorable mention and your uh, game of the summer. So during that summertime, that quarter, I had lots of games to play. <laughs> and I'm sure most of you guys did too. But uh, my honorable, I actually have two honorable mentions. Uh, my friend Pedro being one of them and Fire Emblem Three Houses was uh, my honorable mentions. Um, uh, my friend Pedro, just because of the fast-paced action game that it is and silliness that it has and all that kind of stuff, was just a blast to play. Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Uh, I, I, I struggled to between this and the other game to make it you know, my top for the summer. And the other game is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Now, the reason why I made Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 my top choice for the summer is because it seems like more of a summer game because it's one of those quick jump in play, again, brainless type games. There is some story there. There's some things to do and to keep track of, but uh, a lot less to think of than in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, yeah. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun to be able to jump into that game. And actually, I don't I don't think I ever got a chance no, once I got to play multiplayer with my son, but uh, uh, and then I did get to play a little bit too a multiplayer with Justin when he was doing some streaming on it too. So that was a lot of fun, and the, just the overall game and the premise of the story and everything was just a lot of fun, especially with uh, you know after Endgame coming out and all that kind of stuff. It was it was just fun to be able to play a different kind of you know the comic version of Marvel and those stories. Yeah, uh, and that is uh, that is a fun game. One I feel like is very overlooked in Nintendo's catalog of games that came out this year, uh, and I don't know why because it should have capitalized on the insane popularity of Endgame and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But for some reason, people just kind of largely passed on it, even though it got a good reaction when it first showed up in the direct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows if anybody gave it the chance that it needed, or if I mean, I see. I kind of think that really the two hit at a bad time. It was like a week before Fire Emblem came out, but uh, yeah. I think those are two different games, anyways. Because they are, you know, they are. But it's still, it's kind of like Arms and Splatoon coming out yeah. at the same, you know, around the same time. One cannibalized the other, right? Because Fire the Emblem over did the go. Other. For Fire Emblem did go on to become insanely popular yes. this year. So it is a great game. And it, and yeah, uh, it is. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so your summer, that's one that's currently in my backlog the fire emblem. Mine too. I need to finish it. Um, your summer 2019 votes listeners, uh, coming in at 48.3% super Mario maker two takes the cake for summer game. But in our most narrow margin in the entire voting process, Coming in at 41.4% Fire Emblem Three Houses, showing again, as Jesse said, how insanely popular this game is uh, and one that people are still into. Uh, the Game Awards a few weeks ago proved that as well with it winning Fan Choice, which was pretty surprising. Uh, 
but taking a small piece of this summer pie as well is Astral Chain at, coming in at 10.3%. Um, more people need to play Astral Chain. That's what I take away from this. <laughs> 80, 80, 89% of people need to play Astral Chain. Um, heading into the fall, this is September, uh, October, and November. Um, just to refresh you guys, 51.7% of you voted for Luigi's Mansion 3 as your game of the quarter, followed uh, pretty closely by Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening at 39 or I'm sorry, 37.9%, and 10.3% voted for Pokemon Sword or Shield, not the dual pack. Tim, <laughs> uh, what is your game of the uh, the quarter here? So my honorable mentions, again, there was a lot to play in the fall. So I have a couple uh, honorable mentions, and that's Ghostbusters Remastered and Creature in the Well. Both those games I got to review um, and do videos on and Ghostbusters, I think, is, especially with the Ghostbusters movie coming out next or this year now in 2020, I'm even more stoked to keep playing this game. I didn't finish it, but I, every time I jump into it to play it, it's like I, I'm playing a sequel that we never got to see. You know, it's like Ghostbusters 2.5 or something like that, or, you know, and or even three, if you want to call it three, because I don't think this new one's even called Ghostbusters three, but it's still, I think it is. yeah, it's, uh, I've, I've had a lot of fun with that game and creature in the well is a great indie game as well. Uh, great jump in. It's a is short that the game. One that's like pinball lightsaber. Yes. Type game. Yes. It's a, it's very different mechanics. Uh, but once you get the hang of it, you, you know, you're bouncing that pinball. And once you get the idea of what to do with that pinball, being able to split it off into other, uh, ball of light i guess if you will to to get the most points out of out of what you're destroying to open up each area it's it's a really fun game and uh that's another one i want to go back to it's one i didn't delete i kind of looked at a lot of these as did i delete these off my switch after playing them for a little bit <laughs> so on a lot of these i did not they're still on there waiting for me to you know i go in every once in a while and keep playing but lately i've been focusing on luigi's mansion 3 and which is my fall 2019 uh seasonal game but i have to say i don't know if this is cheating but i'm gonna do it anyways it's tied with another game because i could not divide the two it's cheating but we'll allow it so luigi's mansion 3 i played a lot of but every time i wanted to take a break from that game or whenever i got started just playing on my switch and then going to Luigi's mansion three, I would play asphalt nine. So I, it's tied with that game asphalt nine. Those two games go hand in hand for me right now. Asphalt nine is a free to play racing arcade game and you can put money into it by buying packs that you can get parts and car blueprints and all that kind of stuff to unlock cars and unlock, unlock uh, more capabilities for your cars but uh, you can play for free, and for a time there, I was playing without spending any money. But I loved the game so much, I actually put some money into it to, you know, to show some love to the de- developers. But I think it's the abs- I think it's, I think it's the best racing game on the Switch right now. But I'll be honest, I didn't get to play like um, was it Club Two or whatever, um, 
a couple of racing games that are out there. So I didn't get to play a lot of them, but Asphalt 9 really grabbed my attention. And I, it is part of fall 2019 season for me. Cool. Which is totally unique. Like I downloaded Asphalt 9 and played it and really enjoy it. Um, I think that game for me scratches the burnout itch. Yes. Um, that that has that's not probably been why I love it so much <laughs> for a while. So like <laughs> yes. I, I think it's high time for a, a new burnout game that is not some like online only, always connected mess. Give me yeah. Burnout Three with scenarios and all that all all over again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jesse, what about you? Your uh, your game of fall twenty nineteen. Okay, so. You know, as I said, in the first three quarters, I only had one game that I wanted to talk about. So fall, I have three games. So I'll call the bottom two my honorable mentions, which are, you know, Cat Quest 2, which, you know, I, I like the first game. The second game is just more of the same. And uh, looking forward to the third game when that comes out, because that was a big, I don't know if it was how much of a spoiler it is now. I gave it a few months before mentioning it, but uh, that was announced at the end of the game, kind of a big conclusion of this over multi-game arc and my other honorable mention is little town hero i know that game didn't get a lot of love but i, I did enjoy it again it's uh it was a, a card based style style rpg that but it grabbed me and I, I was able to play through to the end the last boss threw some new twists at you wasn't there wasn't necessarily new concepts it's just you know ex- well, kind of existing concepts applied in new ways. So the first time, I, the first time I just got clobbered, and I really had to rethink my strategy against how to go up against it. But I was able to beat it. So, but uh, my fall game is Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. You know, big, <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk more about that. Uh, uh, later on, but uh, I didn't get a chance to play that game at launch like I wanted to, but I finally did. I started playing it uh, before I went to bed after recording last week. I started playing it and have put significant hours in to get at least get to the point of past the halfway mark. So definitely, and I've enjoyed it immensely. I didn't want to put it down. I didn't want to go to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> and that's when was, that's the sign of a good game right there yeah so definitely <laughs> even though even though i haven't finished yet finished it yet i'm calling that my my fall game awesome uh so for me there was this was a really hard one i was telling the guys before the show uh so many good games came out in uh fall of 2019 we already mentioned the three of those that you voted for uh, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, and Pokemon Sword slash Shield, all of which are pretty fantastic games in and of their own right. Uh, for me, uh, it is it was a hard choice, but I'm going with Link's Awakening simply because I love that game so so much. the the whole the whole package of of Link's Awakening. That's that's it. Uh, I thought the way they did this was fantastic. The only thing that kept it, um, well, yeah, the only thing that that kept it from being my game of the year is the fact that they had an opportunity, a lot like they did with Samus Returns, 
to add a little bit of post-game content or a little bit of something extra to it, and they didn't. And so, uh, like, I mean, it's just Link's Awakening. Which, saying to me, like, in my, like, it's hard for me to even get those words out, saying it's just Link's Awakening. (laughs) Like, it's, it's my, it's probably number two on my list of Zeldas behind Wind Waker. So, uh, it was easy for me to name this my fall game. Um, I 100% it. It's fantastic. Everybody needs to play it. Is it worth $65? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes, it is. And if you can find it for cheaper, great. Fantastic. Um, Tim has already given us his honorable mentions for these uh, four quarters. Jesse, let me throw it over to you. What are your honorable mentions for the year of 2019? Yeah, well, I've also kind of mentioned them because I didn't I didn't have any more outside of the the two that I mentioned for fall. Oh yeah, yep, that's true. Uh, so let me, I guess I'll I'll mention mine then. Uh, my honorable mentions would be uh, New Super Lucky's Tale, uh, which I just got a hold of in November, uh, in the November leading into December. Uh, probably one of the best 3D platformers that I've played in a long time. Uh, just finished it up, and I'm digging into post-game content uh, right now. Also, The Tourist by Shinnan Interactive, uh, the makers of uh, Fast Racing Neo. Uh, totally little charming puzzle platformer uh, done in a really cool Minecraft-ish block style for characters. And things, um, it's got some really sick lighting effects too. Like I did not expect that at all from this game. Uh, but it's a ton of fun to unravel the mysteries of this island. And I'm going to throw Fire Emblem Three Houses on my honorable mentions as well because um, I normally don't care for Fire Emblem games. Like I, I like the idea of them, but I don't stick with them. And this is one game that, yeah, I haven't touched it in a little bit, but I'm definitely going to go and finish this time because I'm, I'm in the story now. I want to know what happens. Um, the mechanics have, have got a hold of me and I think it's probably the best fire emblem game that they've made outside of awakening, uh, which, uh, I think is probably the most popular one besides this. So that, those are my honorable mentions before we talk about game of the year though. Let's talk about uh, a little bit of a downturn here. Our biggest disappointment of the year. Um, Jesse, I'm going to start with you on this one. Your biggest disappointment of 2019. Well, I I think because I'm probably the most jaded out of all of us, I don't get disappointed often because I I already have low expectations. Uh, I, I've learned my lesson years ago, and I don't fall into that trap much anymore. So, but there was one game that stood out to me as a game that on I on paper I should have liked, and but it just had enough small issues that it ended up being a south on going south on me. Was Y two K a post mortem RPG? Mm. And uh, just Justin also was played it for a while as well, and I think he had similar argument uh, complaints that i had we talked about this was like a january february game and it's just it had a lot of issues uh, long loading times uh you know the, the, I, I liked where the story was was going i just had no 
desire to want to continue that, that to get to see where it's going to lead. Now the game was patched that supposedly fixed some of the issues, but I never got around to going back and checking. And if I did start over, I'd have to start over because I wouldn't know what I was doing anymore. And yeah, you know, I, I still think I got like 20 hours in and that's a lot of back retreading. Yeah. And, okay. and a lot of, and just a lot of people who didn't really follow the game, like, like we did, uh, would like I've heard of news like other podcasts and news sites pronounce it yeek because it looks like Y I I K. And they're like, no, that's not how it's pronounced. It's Y two K. Tim, what about you? Your biggest disappointment of twenty nineteen? My biggest disappointment is there's Nintendo still hasn't given us uh eShop or switch home screen user experience enhancements. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. It's it, we're still waiting. I mean, I I have to look back. Maybe you guys might remember, but when did they give us the 3DS enhancements? When they did the whole, you know, they did a big UI enhancement and stuff like that. Was that a few years down the line? I think folders where it was within like two the two years two or three years and then short Nintendo, two few years uh, after that they added badges with the badge arcade thing right uh, yeah Nintendo I do rolled the out 3ds themes in 2014 October but, of 2014 but I think folders were still before themes themes okay. and badges might have been around the same time uh, badges came with the uh, with that game, right? So yeah, with the badge thing. But yeah, so just the uh, they've been doing pretty good listening to feedback from from everybody, right? From their customers. But just I don't understand what's taking so long behind doing an eShop experience upgrade and your Switch home screen. You know, just being able to give you some folders. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking for crazy enhancements so just you know just being able to give you a folder or something to be able to categorize your stuff yeah 3ds folders yeah. was uh, april 2012 yep you're right and I, that's crazy to me that we have a feature from 2012 that has not been implemented in a in 2020 in nintendo's yeah. newest system and they have a theme area in settings with two colors yep and it and I mean, you still... can't even pick different colors yeah. And we had colors from the very beginning of the 3DS. Yeah. You had the least uh, colors. You know, the Badge Arcade was November of 2015. The, yeah. the rumored uh, 10.0 update is coming soon for Switch, for, according to the rumor. Uh, and some people are thinking that it, it, I saw it announced that the Switch online was going to go down for the system update like they were going to it was going to go down for maintenance and it was saying that that's the first time that it, that it's going to go down for maintenance since the switch launched for a for a system update okay so they were saying that it's possible that something big is coming well but well, you know we say that every time there's going to be a new it's like oh 7.0 oh man here's those themes no some new uh, yeah, icons yeah. for 
profile. USB uh, headphones, right? <laughs> That's what yeah. it was or something like that. No, that was I mean, 4.0. Some of it's been yeah. useful stuff. Yes. I know they've been tweaking things here and there, and who knows, maybe those tweaks up through 9 has been preparing for something bigger. But my goodness, especially the eShop, there's been plenty of people complaining about being able to curate or find things in there, right? So, Well, the uh, the good thing is, is that, Tim, you're not the only one. Uh, I was browsing a news site earlier today, and um, a very high-profile uh, director ha- of games has said that uh, he hates the Nintendo Switch user interface. You know, I care to guess who that is? I saw uh, the article, from a third, but I didn't, didn't see from who said that. Third party or in Third in party Nintendo. Platinum Games uh, director Hideki Kamiya oh, okay. uh, said this, and I'm not going to read it all because we're a family show. <laughs> uh, he said the Nintendo Switch's home menu is a piece of crap. Mm. All the blank, gigantic game icons are lined up in a row, but the rest of the games are tossed into a trash can called All Games. I wonder, have they, the people who made the menu, ever played the Nintendo Fanboys Switch? Yeah. Which, he's right. I mean, let's be honest. At this point, we're three years into this, almost, right? And Nintendo, what the heck? Right. I would think they would communicate that a little bit better if it's true. You know, I would feel better. I don't know about everybody else, but if it's something to where, where they just come out and say, we are trying to keep the system speedy, you know, fast. So that's why we take our time in doing these things. So let, let me say this the icons on the all games view are smaller than they are on the main screen. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not a speed thing. Yeah. All right. You can at least allow me to resize my icons on the main screen so that I can have more than 10 games. Right. They, Come on. They should have the icon arrangement that they have for NES online. Where you if you want if you want five icons in a row, sure, they'll be shrunk. But if you only want three and have them bigger, then yes. you can do that. Yep. I, like, I, I agree I, with that. At first, right. I thought that was a silly way to do it. But the more I think about it, I'm like, that's kind of awesome. That's kind of a genius yeah. thing to do. You can kind of you can make the you can make want. the Yeah, you can, if, a, if a game that you play a lot, you can make that stand out. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think that's stuff that's got to come. And they've, like, they've got to hear this. They've, like... You know, like surely they hear it. Surely they know that people are talking about it. I, I like it's one of the most tone deaf things in gaming right now. I mean, I hate to say yeah. that, but because it sounds so dramatic when you say it, but I mean, this these are you know, it would be one thing if these weren't features that we had had on other systems, right? A small handheld that you can carry around. <laughs> All right. All right. And are you in the eShop? Interface right? was slow as Christmas, and guess what? People just got over it. Yeah. Oh well. well and the eShop is all online. I know that's more directly, you know, when you connect online. But still, that's the thing. It's online. We're right. playing games when we connect online, right? Through Stadia, and you know, XCloud. We're putting all this weight in the cloud. Why can't we put all this weight on the eShop in the cloud? Yeah, and be able I, to do all these fancy things, user 
experience. I well, that would that would require <laughs> them to buy servers, Tim. <laughs> I'll we know pay my thirty dollars. I'll that. pay ten dollars more if I have to. Yeah, you might. Have, we might have to bump up that Nintendo Online payment. Um, right. But anyway, uh, for me, my biggest disappointment of the year, and this is going to be out of left field, but I don't care, is uh, the uh, remaster or redone version of Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. It sucks. I'm sorry. Oh, that's there's no to hear. There's no way to say it. It sucks. Um, it it comes wrapped up in a really slick package, and that's I was really excited about it because I thought, uh, you know, it wasn't the best game when it first came out. Uh, it was all motion control and stuff because of the Wii. Um, and so it controls fairly well. It's Monkey Ball. If you've ever played Monkey Ball, you know what you're going to get. But for me, the draw of Monkey Ball is the all the mini games. Yeah. And like when my wife and I were first dating, my father-in-law and I bonded over Monkey Golf on the original Super Monkey Ball uh, with all its crazy courses and the Monkey right. Target and all that pool and Monkey Ball 2. And so I thought a lot of those were going to be in there. Yeah. And they said, you know, that they had called down the mini games and they'd only chosen the best ones. Well, out of all of those games I just mentioned, the only one that exists in Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD is Monkey Target. All the others are crap. And I just like it, I bought it sight unseen. And the thing was, is that Sega didn't even publish the list of mini games ahead of time. I could not find anything on it anywhere. Anytime I looked it up, it was a list of the Wii games, not what was on the Switch. And That's that should have told probably me Probably yeah, not an accident. <laughs> oh, I know. And now I know. And I regret my $40 purchase. It was, I, I, I booted doing... it up. One time, played it one time, and and then deleted it off my Switch. Oh, it man. was super disappointing. And I know some people were disappointed in the fact that it was just a redone game. Yeah. but I hope they're not I doing anything another, shady with trying to do maybe some DLC where you can download extra, those oh, extra I'm sure games. That's, I'm sure that's the idea. I don't know. Uh, my other – I'm going to cheat a little bit here because you cheated earlier. And I'm going to mention <laughs> my – Second biggest disappointment of the year, and this is where somebody in our community I know is going to think I'm an idiot and I don't care. Wargroove was my big other biggest disappointment of the year. Such a letdown. I thought that it had such promise leading up to it, and then there was delay after delay after delay after delay, which eventually became the release of a pretty lackluster, overly difficult game uh, that I feel like was overly difficult to pad out the fact that it wasn't very long. Uh, they, they tried to artificially manufacture longevity by mm. making it ridiculously difficult. Uh, eventually they went on to patch it and make it easier to play. But even in the easier to play modes, you don't get as many stars and it just, it fell flat for me. I was not a fan of it. That's another bummer. Yeah, I know. Like, I was really hoping that we would finally, and and that, and like leading up to it before we really knew what the game was about, and and all the tweaks that ended up being in the game, it really looked like it was going to be more advanced wars, and not more Fire Emblem. 
And it ended up being the opposite. It ended up being more Fire Emblem than Advance Wars. And I guess that's a place it fell flat for me, too, as I was really looking forward to the next Advance Wars type game. Right. Uh, and when I didn't get it, I got a little upset. So, yeah. Wargrave was my biggest disappointment of 2019. Well, let's shift gears here and uh, brighten it up a little bit and talk about our game of the year. Jesse, we'll go to you first. Uh, after all this discussion, what is your game of the year for 2019? Yeah, I actually had to think hard about two of these because you know, Dragon Quest XI, I'm really loving, but I haven't finished it yet. And I think if if it would, if I had finished it, then it likely would I would call it my game of the year. But because I don't know where this is, how if if it's going to end as strong as it started, I don't want to c- commit to that yet. So I'm going to call Dragon Quest Builders two my game of the year, which I knew you know, before I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven. I knew Builders two was my game of the year up to this point. It's just whether I was going to be confident enough in Dragon Quest Eleven to topple it or not. And, you know, even though I'm like almost 50 hours in, I'm like, I- I'm not really confident. Yeah. Um, so Dragon Quest Builders 2, my game of the year. Awesome. What about you, Tim? So before I announce mine, I have to share my wife's game of the year, actually, if you guys don't mind. Oh, go uh, ahead. Because she got a Switch Lite back in when they came out. Was it September? That's yep. when they came out. And her game that she bought, so it's new to her for 2019, is Stardew Valley. And that's her game of the year because she's been constantly playing that game and loves it. <laughs> so because I asked her, I said, I told her what I was doing. And she said, well, if I named mine, it would be Stardew Valley. And I said, OK, I'm going to call you out then. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Stardew Valley is her. But mine is actually is Luigi's Mansion 3. That is my game of the year because even though I haven't beat it yet, unlike you, Jesse, I'm pretty confident that I'm going. To, this is going to be my game of the year. And even though I'm playing it into 2020, still, um, I'm still having a blast with it, having so much fun with it. I love the the art in this. The art is, I think, one of the best, um, most defining way to represent nintendo that i've seen in a game if that makes any sense so more than super mario odyssey i think um you know i i can't say breath of the wild is defining of nintendo it's more of when you know when i think disney i think of like mickey mouse and all that kind of stuff and then when i look at nintendo you look at their characters and luigi luigi's mansion and the care they took into the animation the art style the story, everything that I've been playing so far has been at that Disney level to me. So that's why I think it's game of the year for me. Yeah. Um, let me chime in here and agree with you on that. I think Luigi's Mansion, or I know that Luigi's Mansion 3 was my game of the year this year. Uh, it was the game I looked forward to the entire year since it was announced. It's the uh, one of the top Nintendo franchises for me, I love Luigi's Mansion, even though there were things uh, near the end that I thought were wrong with it. Uh, particularly the the final boss fight is ridiculously stupid. 
Um, <laughs> That's what whoever I thought, whoever thought it was a good idea. And this is not a spoiler. I'm just saying this. I'm not going to spoil anything about it other than this. Whoever thought it's a good idea to get to the final phase of a boss fight and put a time limit on it is a moron. Yeah. Stupid. That's ridiculous. Not has when it's already. Any, has there been any other timers in any other part of the game? No. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that, at least do it another time so it's not a surprise. Yeah. But that's just the. the and, and, and can I. I'm going to throw this in there too. And I don't care if it's for. Especially when your attacks on that final boss have to depend on a random thing happening during his attack pattern. I wonder if they. Tim, am I right about this? I I haven't haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, you haven't gotten that far yet? I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. I won't remember. Just know, know, (laughs) on the front end, I'm telling you when you get there, prepare for the BS. Makes me me wonder if they found a way to cheese it, and instead of fixing it, they just said, throw a timer on there. Then now they can't cheese it anymore. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. There's a story beat in it. That so the timer makes sense in the story part of it, but in the actual gameplay carrying it out, it was a poorly chosen idea. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I saw you know like uh, uh, our community complain about it. A couple of people in our community complain about it too. So uh, I did see those things, but it hasn't deterred me from making it my pick of the year. Yeah, I mean it. The rest of it was great. I thought atmosphere wise is one of the best games for yeah. the Nintendo's career, I think. Uh, I think they absolutely just nailed it. And like you said, the animation and the the characterization in the game, just bar none. Luigi's yeah. Mansion 3, Game of the Year. Um, which brings us to your Game of the Year. And by your, we mean you, our listeners, who voted uh, all along following along three steps of this voting for by month, then voting by quarter, then voting um, finally for your game of the year and coming in at 39% of the vote, by the way, uh, again, I I said earlier about a close margin. This is actually our closest margin, 39% to 36.6%. Game of the Year 2019, voted on by you, the listener, Nintendo Dad's Game of the Year, is Luigi's Mansion 3. Well-deserved for the team at Next Level. They put their heart and soul into the game. Uh, It's fantastic. Followed up at second place at 36.6% with Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Again, well-deserved there as well. And then slightly less... Clocking in at 22% Super Mario Maker 3. And then with a very small sliver, or sorry, Super Mario Maker 2. That's right. And He's jumping then, ahead to the next year. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting into the next year. Uh, a little small sliver of the pie, and by small, I mean small. At 2.4%. 2.4% of you voted for Cuphead as your game of the year. All four of those games, what pretty epic, well-deserving. Of the honor, I, yeah, I think it was. Uh, but Luigi's Mansion 3 is our game of the year, or well, two thirds of our game of the year, and your game of the year, according to your votes. Thanks for playing along. This will be something we do 
uh, next year as well. Yeah, yeah. Justin uh, wanted to be on tonight to share his. He wasn't able to make it, and yep, he was then as a, he wanted to record uh, his responses so I can play in the conversation. He didn't get rid of the round to doing that. I think he found out way too late that he can't make it. So he said he was going to put out a YouTube video probably tomorrow talking about yeah, so his be, responses. Be looking for Justin's game of the year and biggest disappointments. And we'll have to uh, in uh, the coming poke Gary to see what he says. Yep. Yeah, we may even poke old Zach Erickson over there and see what he says as well. Uh, I don't think he's but, played anything. <laughs> He's played a few things. Sure he has. Uh, Very quickly, let's roll into what we've been playing lately. Jesse, you have already alluded to this a little bit uh, along with your break from work, but you have been playing what? Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of Unlucid Rage Definitive Edition. And is it the definitive edition to you? Well, I know why they call it definitive edition because uh, you know the original PS4 version you know it has it was the base gameplay. This adds content to that that didn't exist in the PS4 version. So, in addition to the 2D mode, which is basically the 3DS version of the game that was at least in Japan, uh, that you can swap in and out of in sections it's not exactly a real-time thing because i heard i haven't tried the 2d yet but i heard that they play fundamentally differently so i i, I want to play through again in 2d mode to, to see how far i get and if it's easier or harder but uh, i i heard that it's doesn't take as long to travel from point a to point b so it might it might require a little grinding because you don't get as many random encounters Versus when you're in in the 3D mode, you have plenty of opportunities to fight if you want. But yeah, so I've I am a, almost 50 hours in, at, you know, in seven days of play. And you know, around I got what what did I what Drew tells me is about the halfway point. This big story plot twist gets thrown in around hour 40. And gotcha. And yeah, and I I haven't had to grind, and in fact, I st- at some areas I still f- still feel over leveled because you know I had a, a I've been putting on Twitter v- videos and s- screenshots of things that I found amusing. One of them in a in a dungeon, I was approaching a dead end that had a treasure chest in it, and I got ambushed with five marionettes. They ran away from me. So, and so it, and with, with the battles being, I'm using a lot of, uh, what, what's the term they use? I don't remember off the top of my head, but I let the NPCs decide what they want to do as opposed mm-hmm. to me telling them every time that, the, and I'll talk more about that later too. Um, but you know, I, that does speed things up because most of the time it, it does make pretty good decisions what to do. There's a few times I've had to throttle it back, but I still give it a different option to do instead of just follow orders every time. I think in right. our game, I've put it on follow orders to make a specific decision less than a dozen times in 50 hours. Hmm. So if you're curious about the franchise, 
I think this is a good place to start. You know, it's so it's definitely not a very challenging game, but that that story is has me has my has me in its grasp and does not want to let me go. I literally I've I've gone to sleep at three o'clock or later more times than not in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's good when a game keeps you awake because you want to play it, right? Right. Awesome. Uh, Tim, what about you? What have you been playing? Well, as you as I mentioned before, I'm still continuing Luigi Man- Luigi's Mansion 3. Um, I think I'm, if I remember correctly, level 8 now. Um, so, you know, making my way through it. Um, um, again, it's splitting my time between that and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that game. I won't continue to keep talking about that, but I'm still playing those games. And this evening I started Pokemon Shield because we as a family got that for Christmas. And um, and just finally got around to being able to start that one because just the timing and two because my kids are like, you got you to gotta play it. You got to play it because <laughs> they want to start doing raids. My daughter's already like beat the, I think she just beat the ghost gym, the ghost uh, Pokemon trainer, uh, which is I think fourth, the fourth gym, she said. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm really, it's funny to watch my kids play because I don't think I've, I don't think they've gotten into Pokemon as much as they've gotten into this one between the two of them. Because uh, my daughter's got shield, like, no, she's got sword and my son's got shield. What, did we lose him? Both started late. Hey. What's that? You were you were you were frozen for like the last t- ten seconds. Oh, uh, did you hear me, or am I still frozen? No, <laughs> I hear you now. Okay, I was just saying uh, the four of us and the family got the gift at, and uh, the Pokemon as gifts. Um, and my daughters got the fourth gym. My sons, I think, only at the second gym. And my wife and I just got started. So, um, but my kids are really wanting us to get going further because they want to start doing some of the raids, I guess, that are in the game. So, uh, but so that's what I did today is I got started on that. Yeah, my son was then, over yesterday and was playing that. It, he he loves the raids and he he gets he he gets enough XP candy from doing raids that he has he has all three starters at level one hundred. Wow. I think all three of the starters are shiny that are at level 100. <laughs> of course they are. Of course yeah, they are. In fact, my, my daughter hunter. caught her first shiny, yeah. too, and actually. The, and there was an event. There's an event. I don't know if it's still going on or if it, or if it ended today, but where the, you can get is a ma- magic harp in raids with a d- decent chance of having a shiny magic harp. He has a total of seven shiny magic harp. Not including the two shiny Gyarados he has. So he he literally created a party of shiny Magikarp and put it out there. This is for, for, a, <laughs> for a, a, an amusing screenshot. That's that's awesome. And uh, the last thing, I haven't touched it, but I downloaded it because I want to try it. I was reminded of it in, from the community, and that was Load Runner Legacy. I downloaded the demo. Um and it's a classic game from the what was it Jesse the uh, wasn't Atari was it? It was like the Apple II era, you know. It was uh, yeah Commodore sixty four. It was a really old computer game, you know. That's right. NES. Yes. Yep. 
And so, it, it did, but the original the original game did get an NES port, which is kind of half-assed because it's it has the game zoomed in enough that you actually have to scroll, which defeats half the point of the game. Right. Yes, but it did look like a lot of fun. Even the classic legacy game looks a lot of fun, and then they redid it, and that's why you got this legacy version where they have redone levels and it looks like fun so i wanted to try the demo before i actually bought it because a lot of times you know looks can be deceiving so but i did want to try it and it's a game i remember i think my uncle playing uh because when i looked at when i looked at it and saw the original screenshots i was like oh i remember seeing that my uncle play that so um so i'm i'm want to get give that a try plus i got a bunch of games that i got for christmas that hopefully i'll be able to dive into at some point but that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. So, uh, I, you know, I've been playing new super lucky style. I've already kind of talked about that, finished it and, uh, diving into post game content, uh, right now as not as we speak, but you know, this week, uh, I've also been playing the messenger DLC, which is something that, uh, came out and kind of slipped under my radar. I haven't been able to play it, but another game that, um, I both started and finished over this week is Greece. Uh, I decided to pick this up when it went on sale after it won games for impact at the game awards. And I loved my time with it. I can't say it's like my favorite game in the world, but the, just the art in the game and all the, like the watercolor effects and different things were really, really super cool. Um, I guess it's like, and I, I was trying to explain it to somebody else earlier uh, that it's not really like you're playing a game, even though it is a platforming type esque game. It's more that you're moving through an experience, right? Yeah. You'll finish it in about four or five hours. Um, I don't know. It's a game that I would recommend at full price, but if you are a person who has struggled with depression or loss or something like that. I would, I think I would recommend the game to you as something that might even be therapeutic. Yeah. Because uh, it does deal with that, those themes. Right. My, I watched my daughter play it and it was, uh, she played through most of it and showing us the game and it looked great. And it kind of gave me uh journey vibes. Yes. So along those lines. And, and I think it, it may still be on sale or maybe that sale ended today. Uh, as we're recording this, I'm not sure, but like it, it's definitely worth the experience. Yes. Um, if you haven't gone through it, um, but I, it's not going to win like game of the year or anything. It wasn't even on my honorable mentions list, but it was and definitely a unique experience. Looks like it's like two and a half dollars, dollars off. It's normally 17. It's down to about 14 and a half. Oh, see, I picked it up. It was seven, like seven forty nine. Oh. Yeah, if you're a fan of Journey, I would say pick up this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, music's good. It's great. Little atmosphere, cool title. So that's what I've been playing. I'm about to dive into um, Jedi Fallen Order some more. I'm playing yes. that as well. Um, <laughs> I've just gotten through like the second trial. Like I just got the Force Push ability. So that's awesome. I, yeah, I just love the progression of this game. Just yeah, more and more powers you get, the more you're just like, cool. ooh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's my game of the year. Oh, wait, it's a ton of places. 
You can, you can, it could be your game of the year. Uh, guys, let's skip over to community spotlight real quick. Uh, before we get into uh, an email question, November 2019 and December 2019 monthly eShop card giveaway winners are as follows Mike BC85 and Richard Escobar. And so uh, we will be contacting you in the coming days to give you uh, your November and December monthly $25 eShop card giveaway. And you get entered into this simply by being a patron of the show. So for as little as a dollar a month, you can go over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads and you get entered for a chance to win $25 each month that we are giving away where you can go pick up grease or load runner uh, or Pokemon or Jedi fallen order. No, you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> or about 35% of dragon quest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. If you get, you can get Jedi Academy. Right. Yeah, you can get Jedi Academy, and <laughs> very soon you can get Lego Star Wars, the complete Skywalker oh, saga yes. on Switch. I'm looking forward to that one. Me too. Uh, we got an email from Ben Corlever, our brand newest patron, and he says this. Hey, dads, just wanted to give you some love uh, on the amazing content you create and share. Thanks for all you do. I just became a Patreon supporter and joined Discord. Long overdue as I've been a regular listener since about episode 30. Wow. That's a long time. It's pretty awesome. Look forward to being part of the community and connecting with other listeners through that. Hope you're all having a great holiday season and enjoying some time with friends and family. Since it's the holidays and a time for making wishes, what's your biggest Nintendo-related wish for 2020? I'm wishing for Pikmin 4 to finally be revealed and released. I'd also love a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids, ideally with Waluigi as a playable character. Yep. He's already rabid. My boy. <laughs> what? He's already rabid. That's right. That's my boy right there. I like I like this Ben. He's he's a good fella. <laughs> uh, he says, wishing you guys all the best in 2020. Let's hope it's a banner year for Nintendo Dads. Uh, we are hoping it will be as well. Jesse, real quick, I'm going to throw it to you. What is one wish for Nintendo in 2020? I kind of agree with this Pikmin 4. And kind of going back to something I said earlier about, uh, you know, the high hopes, low expectations, is I I really have not come up with any wishes of my own. Because if I do, I'll probably be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. So, kind of please Take it to Zach Harrison around. I, I see you. Yeah. I see you. But yeah, I would love a Pikmin 4. I've been, I was kind of disappointed in the 3DS thing we got in the, instead of a real Pikmin 4. Hey, Pikmin? Yes. That was Pikmin 4. I'm sorry <laughs> to tell you. When Miyamoto said Pikmin well, 4... I, oh, I know that's what Miyamoto meant. But uh, Pikmin 4. But we're hoping for a numbered Pikmin 4. Ah, uh, okay. I gotcha. Uh, Tim, what about you? Your uh, one Nintendo wish... Just one? Oh, come on. Uh, you remember what I was complaining about? My disappointment for 2019 was? My my wish for 2020 is to get that user experience fixed. Yes. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. my wish. I got gotcha. you. 
Um, my one wish for 2020 is, and this is not maybe Nintendo re- related as much as it is. It's a game on Nintendo. Uh, Mega Man 12. There you go. I want Mega Man 12. Or, you know, uh, at this point, I would even take a reboot of the X franchise. Mm. Or and, wait, no, you say you I, would I, take I, a reboot of the X? Reboot or just, reboot the X or, just a, or just a new X game? No. Like X8 or whatever the new X no, game is? No, uh, because see, it's gotten too far into butt rock anime territory, and I, I'm not... Mm-mm. See, I, I'm not a fan of Butt Rock Mega Man. I'm sorry. Shell Soccer said it'd be X9, but that, that I, I probably would enjoy the anime part. I just don't like the gameplay part. <laughs> there you go. Um, my other little small wish: a trailer for the Mario movie. Oh yeah, I would. Yes, I, I, I would be okay with that wish. By the way, on that note, did you guys see Nintendo of America's tweet tonight about the urinals at Super Nintendo World? No, no, they're piranha plants. <laughs> oh no! Nice. You pee in the piranha plant's mouth. <laughs> That's water, hilarious. Water the plant. That's what the tweet said. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fun making a joke—the same joke that someone else makes. You need, <laughs> you need to go look this up right now if you haven't seen it, just for the uh, comedic value. Is, is that their uh, title? <laughs> It says, I'm going to look this up now that now that you've got it. Um because now I gotta find it. And I can't spell Nintendo. Right. Well, while you're looking, uh, I'll go on to our Facebook question. We got a question from our new our from uh Jason Frost, who kind of called me out just because he knew I was playing Dragon Quest says, I just started Dragon Quest Eleven and noticed you have also. This will be my first jump into the Dragon Quest universe. Just escaped the sewers, knowing you have played most, if not all of them previously. Just looking for some advice on anything I need to know about the game or occurring themes I should be aware of. And I, I kind of gave a pretty lengthy one, so I'll paraphrase, paraphrase some of it. But my answer is... But it's still... I don't do any spoilers. I don't really talk about Eleven much. But I talk about what previous games have done, so things that to look out for or watch for. So in terms of themes, most of the base monsters and spells are all pretty much the same. Many go back to the first game. Bosses are usually new with each game, but I, I've seen some mini-bosses recycled from previous games. I think something useful to know is how various weapon classes, classes work. Most weapons are single target, but you do have a few that work a little differently. Knives and daggers often will have a chance to add extra effects to attacks. Whips can affect a group groups of enemies, but not across multiple groups. And gave an example. You, you encounter four slimes and a she-slime. If you target the she-slime, only she gets attacked. But if you target one of the other slimes, all four gets attacked. Most multi-target spells work the same way. Boomerangs will target all monsters regardless of grouping, as long as the spell bang. This is what I was trying to talk about earlier, but forgot the name. Uh, use fight wisely for NPCs as much as you want. Don't think you have to always tell every character what to do. They usually do make good choices, and it makes the fight go through much faster. If you don't want them spamming their magic and want them to save MP, then tell them to focus on healing, which is what I... early In the early game, that's what I told the Luminary to do. The, the over, 
overall gameplay loop isn't that much different than eight or nine. The main difference is the story. At the time I wrote this, I was about 27 hours into the game, haven't needed to grind anything, and nothing has felt like filler. It's a great game. I've and spent about two hours in the casino, but that was my choice to try to get a strong weapon versus a need to progress. And in my 50 hours, I think I've added two more hours in the casino. So that's like four hours in the casino. If, if you if you like this, I'd recommend going back to some of the older games. Five is my favorite, but only being available recently on the DS may make the cart difficult to find. I think it might be an iOS version. I'm not 100% sure. One, two, and three are rougher, but at least it's available on the Switch. Seven and eight are on the 3DS. Nine was good, but without Wi-Fi Connect functionality, it's not really playable anymore. At least not in the way it was intended. And then I replied again at about the 40-hour mark. Uh, when you see locked doors, you know, red ones at first, which does get more into specifics of 11. Uh, red doors at first, then ones that look like iron gates. Note where they are, as you'll want to come back later once you have the means to open them. When exploring, most ground spawns and hidden chests are seen at dead ends and along the perimeter of larger areas, so you'll want to check everything. Ground spawns will return to be looted again. And in towns, check every wardrobe, smash every pot and barrel, and uh, and look at and look for in bookcases uh, for hidden items, gold, etc. Awesome. <clears throat> fantastic guide there, Jesse, for somebody who is diving into Dragon Quest and maybe doesn't know as much as you do. And uh, you know quite a bit about Dragon Quest. And we're thankful for that. Yeah, as, as, as I, I haven't finished every game, but I have played every game with the exception of 10 because it never got a North American release. Yeah. Awesome. Even though uh, it was well, released guys, on three systems in Japan. <laughs> yeah. That has been episode 261, and as we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Sean Abbott. You guys are awesome for backing us there at that $30 level. And again, if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump right in. And you can also go find us on our website at nintendodads.org where you'll find all of our latest YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to our social media and our Patreon page, and the Nintendo Dad shop for merch like shirts and stickers and duvet covers and all kinds of crazy stuff. You can get yourself a late Christmas present or maybe since it's early January, just an epiphany present. I don't know. Or maybe just a January present. Just go on over there and buy something. All right. You Use can also those gift find cards us. you got. Yes. Gift cards work. You can also find us in most places like Patreon, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Just type in Nintendo Dads. Hey, there we are. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or podcast at nintendodads.org. Or you can call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. So for me, for Jesse and Tim... I'm missing Justin and many, many more. This has been episode 261. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. Maple syrup mooses.